Welcome to episode 49 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope everyone is having a good week, and I just want to say again, thanks for stopping by the podcast. Really appreciate it. And this week, I am smoking the New World by A.J. Fernandez, and it is the Oscuro. Smoking the Toro 6.5 by 55. And once again... Uh, AJ's website, not just AJ's website, but uh, like I said last week, um, so many of these websites that I'm coming across lately just have insufficient or barely any information at all about their cigars. So I'm going to take you on over to Cigars International and uh, give you the description from there. So here it is, the A.J. Fernandez New World. When you coming home, Dad? I don't know when, but we'll get together then. After a 17-year career with the Placencia family, Ismael Fernandez has come out of retirement to join his son, the very well-known A.J. Fernandez. Their first collaboration together, called New World, is a nod to the discovery of tobacco by Christopher Columbus, and its introduction to the rest of the world in 1492. Draped in a bold, dark Nicaraguan wrapper and jam-packed with powerful lijeros from Esteli and Condega, balanced by the uniqueness of Ometepe tobacco, this rich, medium to full-bodied blend offers an elegant, refined profile. Notes of earth, espresso, and a dense array of sweet and spicy notes characterize its smooth, complex profile. As it burns, the strength and flavors intensify perfectly before an exciting finale. There's something really special with this one, and knowing how near and dear to AJ this blend is, they planned it that way all along. Good news! New World by A.J. Fernandez has earned a well-deserved 91 rating, noting the earthy, rustic notes of this dark, box-pressed bellicoso become more refined and precise, showing cacao and coffee bean qualities before a finish of nuts and fruit. And the profile is medium to uh, full. Wrapper is a Nicaraguan Oscuro. And binder and filler are both Nicaraguan as well. And the Vitolas are Bellicoso, 5.5 by 55. Churchill, 7 by 52. Gordo, 6 by 58. Robusto, which I'm smoking, the 5.5 by 55. And the Toro, 6.5 by 55. That is the New World Oscuro by A.J. Fernandez. Really good smoke, and I highly suggest you give it a shot if you haven't already. All right, so let's go ahead and get back into uh, Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity, and we're still in Chapter 1, and this week's section is entitled, Paul the Apostle. Paul emphatically declares to the Corinthians, Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? 1 Corinthians 9, 1. 
While numerous theories about what happened to Paul have been offered over the last 200 years, what is a bedrock fact is that Paul was convinced this transformation was for one reason and one reason alone. He, Jesus, appeared to me. 1 Corinthians 15.8 Paul unequivocally believed the crucified man Jesus appeared to him alive, raised from the dead. Paul refers to this conversion experience all throughout his letters as when God was pleased to reveal his son in me. Galatians 1, 15 and 16. Jesus appeared to me. 1 Corinthians 15, 8 and 9, 1. Laid hold of me. Philippians 3, 12. And that this was the moment when he was called to be an apostle. Romans 1, 1. Galatians 1, 1. 1 Corinthians 1, 1 and 2 Corinthians 1 1. This Jesus, the false prophet and dreamer who Paul the persecutor had thought was leading Israel astray, Paul now proclaimed to be the Son of God, Savior, and Lord of the world. Paul wrote fewer than 20 years after his transformation that this man Jesus loved me and gave himself up for me. Galatians 2.20 Quite extraordinary. After his conversion, Paul must have spent lots of time in prayer and contemplation, poring over the scriptures to understand how this crucified man Jesus could be God's Messiah and Lord of the world. The time frame for this as we will discuss in the next chapter, possibly began with his time spent in Arabia, Galatians 1.17, and especially during his silent years in Tarsus, 80.37-45. Soon after this, Paul wrote Galatians, 80.48, and 1 Thessalonians, 80.50-51, where we find most of the fundamental doctrines of Paul's mature Christian theology already worked out. According to New Testament scholar Martin Hengel, all of Paul's theological understanding of Christ had already been achieved sometime within 15 years of his conversion. This thoroughly bold dynamic way of thinking took place in the astonishingly short space of hardly more than 15 years. As Paul began his great missionary journeys toward the end of the 40s, it was already complete. In his letters, no further Christological development can be seen. The decisive basic development seems to have been completed 10 years earlier. We see hints of this working it out, especially in the third chapter of Galatians, where Paul the Apostle reinterprets the accursed tree passage in Deuteronomy 21-23. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Galatians 3.13 Paul the Apostle still agrees with Paul the Pharisee 
that this crucified man Jesus was accursed of God. But after his conversion, Paul now understands Jesus was cursed by God for us. He hung on the cross bearing our sin and curse. Galatians 3.13 and 2 Corinthians 5.21 And he did it because he loved us. Galatians 2.20 and Romans 5.6-8 According to New Testament scholar Joachim Jeremias, the only explanation of this shocking phrase, God made Christ a cursed one, is that it originated in the time before the episode on the Damascus Road. Jesus of Nazareth, a man ostensibly accursed by God, that was why Paul persecuted him in the guise of his followers, why he blasphemed him, 1 Timothy 1.13, and tried to compel blasphemy from his disciples, Acts 26.11, namely the cry, Anathema Jesus, Jesus be cursed, 1 Corinthians 12.3. But then, on the Damascus road, the accursed one appeared before Paul, in divine glory. After this experience, Paul still went on saying, God made Christ a cursed one, but now he added two words, for us or for me. Galatians 2.20 Paul must have reinterpreted thousands of scriptures in a similar way, now possessing new eyes that had seen Jesus our Lord. 1 Corinthians 9.1 It is indisputable and a bedrock fact that Paul believed the crucified man Jesus appeared to him alive, raised from the dead. And that's the end of this week's reading of The Bedrock of Christianity by Dr. Justin Bass. And hopefully you can tell I'm seem to be pretty well recovered from the COVID that I've had uh, been struggling with uh, recovering from for the last couple of weeks. I actually made it through here without having to pause. So I won't have to be making as many edits this week, and that's always good news. Uh, so as always, be sure to check out the show notes for links to this week's cigar to Dr. Justin Bass's website uh, where you can pick up his books, check out his YouTube page, and uh, get some more information on him, as well as groundworksministries.com for daily Bible studies and devotionals. And, of course, the Burning Bush Podcast merchandise store to pick up some swag to uh, help spread the word about the show. And please tell your friends. So until next week, have a great day. Have a great cigar, and God bless.